Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Spurs Day Thursday podcast. For all of those listening in the normal place, this is a peek behind the Patreon wall. Hello, Phil. Are you going to say hello to all of our new listeners today? Yes, hello, all new listeners today. How are you? Ready to listen to this bulletin thing that we do when we scratch around for things to say? They're it's worth it, I promise. It's, it's hard having a two-way conversation when it's a pre-recorded format, isn't it? But we'll give mm. it a shot, you know. Um, yeah, that's a good start, isn't it? How have you been, mate? <laughs> <laughs> been all right. Been all right. Spurs have it's all gone a bit, um, bit f- well, flat, I suppose. Right. I think that there was a element of we were doing great at the start of the season, and we had all the kind of ruction after Chelsea and kind of getting back on our feet. Now we are sort of back on our feet a bit. It just feels like it's a bit of an anti-climax, I guess. I'm sort of thinking out loud here, but um, I guess that's kind of where I am at the moment. You know, going out of the FA Cup was a big it was a big blow, to be honest. You know, certainly to me and what I was thinking how we were going to end this season, maybe fancifully, but um, I think that's kind of where I am with it. Yeah, it, I said it on the pod the other day, and I don't want it to feel. I don't, well, I don't want it to seem knee-jerk, knee I guess. Maybe feel, see, feel. I don't know. Stop judging me. Um, <laughs> it, I, my point was it, it felt a bit like we dropped the ball. If we were going to do the could we, maybe we can sneak up and do something. Results like that, like drawing in the, what is it, 95th minute or something like that when Everton struck back, you don't really do that type of stuff if you're going to go and win the league, go and sneak it, do you? You know, Leicester weren't doing no. that, weren't dropping points in that way. No, no, it's just sort of the uncertainty of it all as well, I think, during that game, right? I mean, that, that wasn't exactly encouraging. And, you know, this, is, this isn't this is to sort of critique the wider thing of what's going on at Spurs at the moment with Ange and kind of the, the new direction. I think it, it's very much just that there still has to be kind of room to, to us to talk about the game-by-game stuff because I think... As fans, you know, we're the ones who watch, we're the ones who spend time and money on it week to week. I, I think it's fair enough for us to have a bit of a a down moment, right? Even though we can know in the back of our minds, well, things are still going in the right direction. I think we can still, um, yeah, there, there is there is room to kind of feel a bit aggrieved and just a bit fed up. Even, even that, that that doesn't mean that you you don't see the bigger picture, as I say. But it's um, I think it's, that's kind it's, of where it's I almost am a bit of a tantrumy reaction, isn't it? Because that's kind of how I feel. Because I I definitely I completely feel what you're saying, and that's entirely how I feel. I know Spurs are onto a good thing. I like what we're doing. I like this philosophy that we have buying all these sort of young players, Burwall, and mm-hmm. um, you know. Doggy and Van der Ven and all these type of players, right? I can tell we're onto a good thing. I know that next season, hopefully, from the starting from the very beginning, will be decent. 
will be good and we will make a good fist of it. It just feels a little bit this season like, oh, it was fun at the start of the year, wasn't it? And now it's all just a bit like inevitable again. But, you know, yeah. it's what it is. It's just it's an emotional game, isn't it? It's an emotional game. Yeah, yeah. And as I say, you're, you're supposed to feel those emotions week to week. That's the point of it. It's, it. There's a reason there's games every week. It's not like, you know one game a year or anything this is it's about a week-to-week thing so there has to be as i say there has to be kind of room to kind of fill what's going on in the uh in the present as it were without kind of that sort of detracting from your overall positivity i think right well our first big bullet point going into this weekend which will hopefully bring the mood up a bit um is it son Heung-min is back back in action for tottenham Hot- well we don't know if he's going to be playing but he's back at Spurs anyway. He's training, they're assessing him, all that type of thing. He looks very sad still um, that, you know, South Korea went out in the age cup. I'm almost a bit more annoyed, I'm not going to lie. I'm almost a bit annoyed that South Korea got as far as they did and then, with all due respect, went out to Jordan. Yeah. Um, if you're going to get that far, just win it now, you know? At least make it sort of worth everyone's while. But whatever. He's back for Spurs, and look, I apologise to any South Korean listeners. I'm sure you're very unhappy that, you know, you didn't win the, the Asia Cup and that Son is back at Spurs, but I'm a Spurs fan, and I'm happy to have him back. And I would be saying this of any player who is playing for any international team ahead of Tottenham Hotspur. You know, that, that's that's my bottom line on this. Um, it's good to have him back, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, and you know, and on one hand, obviously, that you know the player he is and what he brings to us, his goals and assists and his his overall play is one thing. But I think certainly in the last two matches, we've there's been a chasm in our sort of leadership qualities as well. You, you know, you think about how the Bournemouth game, uh, sorry, the Brentford game went, and how they how they rattled us, and it all went a bit frayed. I don't really think that happens if Sun's there, and he kind of gets overlooked as a bit of a leader, but I think that his absence has, has really shown that we've kind of, we've missed him. So um, yeah, I imagine he's going to be shattered because, you know, as you say, they didn't, South Korea stayed in it for so long, didn't actually end up winning it. And their last two games, I think all, all went to sort of injury time or played sort, sort of, you know, extra time. Um, so it's kind of the worst case scenario for us in a way, isn't it? That he, the, he's back having not won it, but came sort of like, you know, has had to go through the ringer as well. So, um, yeah, I, I think he'll be he'll he'll be um, involved against Brighton, no doubt, because I think he's due back today at, at um, Hotspur away. So, um, I expect he'll be back back in training. He'll probably even start, to be honest. You know what Ange's like; he kind of wants his players to sort of step up, and I imagine Sonny will as well. But um, yeah, um, definitely a positive that he's back. As you say, it's. Um, it's a shame for his personal um, achievements and that of his country, but from a Spurs fan's perspective, it's great. There have been lots and lots and lots of quotes um, from Christian Romero flying out. He's really, uh, he's been spitting bars, Ari Antonio Conte. Um, he said that he's happy at Tottenham. Um he concedes that he was unsettled last season under former manager Antonio Conte. Um, but he's saying that now, 
now the club has brought in a competent manager um, and added the right players to the squads. We did lose Kane, the best striker in the world. Um, but uh, maybe he needs to win that trophy to put a debate to rest. He's gone, though. We're focusing on ourselves as we want to keep improving. The win against Brentford was very important for us. Blah, 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 blah. Um, it's good that he's happy, isn't it? How, how, have you, how have you been with him this season, mate? You know, there's been some sort of up-downs. He needs to control his temper a bit. But for the most part, he's had a couple of blips. But for the most part, since getting the vice-captaincy, he's been a good, well-behaved young man, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. Um, and as I say, in one of those um, interviews or quotes, he was speaking to Sky in the one that I saw. Um, so it seems like he's just been doing the rounds at the minute. But he, he was saying about he's kind of learned about his disciplinary and what, what to do and what sort of not to do. Um, I can't say I've really noticed that a change in his game, which is a good thing. You know, we, we were kind of worried about if you took that sort of side out of him, you know, his rash rush of blood to the head, that he'd be a lesser player but you know there might be some stats to back it up but it doesn't feel like that's been the case it, it did strike me though and not to go off on a sort of a dodgy tangent here uh, but I can ask you because you're of Argentinian descent <laughs> um, what is it with Argentinians and sort of not learning English because I think this is and I, I don't mean this in a sort of a Brexit way I just mean it in a it, it feels like quite a barrier to him that you you can't sort of warm to him as a character too much because of the language barrier you know he speaks he seems like he speaks really well and he has a really sort of good insight um but it just reminds me of kind of Aguero who was at City for you know ages wasn't he and it seemed like he just didn't bother as well and it's, it seems to me um a very sort of Argentinian thing um I th- what I do th- you say to that resident Argentinian <laughs> I think in lots of South and Latin America in general because it's, you know, it's, it's basically just the inverse of the sort of Northern Hemisphere, which is mostly all English speaking, right? Mm. Vast swathes of that part of the world all speak Spanish, all have a shared cultural identity in many respects. Obviously, there are, you know, there are variations to that on that theme. Um, but the culture, the films, the literature, the music and everything is all, you know, shared in a, spanish-speaking foundation so i think right in truth they they don't really see the need to to speak english much in the same way really that we don't feel the need to speak spanish um Mm. you know think about gareth bale going over to madrid jude bellingham you know he's not really sort of banging out the spanish or anything like that honestly i think it's i think it's just that mate i think it's uh different i think it's rooted in a in a just a different cultural identity to our kind of English centric North American culture. Um, I'm sure there's other reasons as well, but you know, more people speak Spanish, don't they? I think more people speak Spanish or more countries speak Spanish than they yeah. do than speak the first language. Yeah. So yeah. It's, just, it's just, it's just a kind of an observation that say it's, it, it feels like it's, um, you, you don't, you know what I mean? You just, you don't kind of quite get the kind of sense of, of what he's like because of that. Yeah, um, I remember just... it was Sid Lowe, I know he who should not be named, Maurizio Pochettino. But I remember Sid Lowe, I'm pretty sure it was Sid Lowe, and I've said this so many times on this podcast, so whatever. Um, I, I always remember him talking about the fact that 
it was such a shame that one of the things that Pochettino got like dug out for was having an interpreter, having very sort of broken English whenever he would speak. Um, because actually, when he's speaking Spanish, he's he's a very good orator. He's a very mm-hmm. sort of warm, very engaging guy. Um, when he gives interviews in sort of Spanish-speaking territories and stuff, he is seen as a very funny, open communicator. Um, whereas, you know, in, in England, he, he often comes across as speaking in these kind of, you know, cliched metaphors and sort of almost grumpy, paraphrased segments, yeah. right? Um, and I guess that's just that's you know part of it, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, but it it just just made me think just in, in relation to him and what do we think of him? It, it it does just kind of feel feel feel, feel like there's that, that little bit of a barrier. But again, he, I mean, he he hasn't really been. I mean, how long has he been here? It's probably two two and a bit years, isn't it? Two years. It was wasn't it? Was it twenty twenty? No, it wasn't. Was it? Was it twenty twenty one? Was it Mourinho's first? Wait, when did we sign him? This is the thing, man. Like football since lockdown has all become, yeah, a little bit of a blur, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think that my my kind of overall point is that he's he's a bit of an enigma to me still, and um, you know, we we kind of know what he's about, but so, you know, twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two season, we signed him. Okay, um, yeah, so so like two and a two and a bit years then. Um, he, yeah, it just it just feels like he's had a very sort of fractured time here, right? You know, and that's partly down to him, you know, getting sent off and 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 being out of out out of the team and and sort of being injured as well. Um, so I, I, I still think we're we're yet to see the best of him, or kind of or kind of see what he's really about. I guess is my point. He 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 says all the right things, doesn't he? He's always talking about doing things our way yeah whenever we have a bad result he's always putting out those social media posts that are like just believe in us we know we're onto something good here it feels like he's really drunk the kool-aid and i i think in a certain way you know he's won he's won the world cup so i think that kind of desperate urgency to oh i've got i've got to fuck off to madrid i have to i have to win the champions league or something i think all those lads that have won the world cup are just like i'm all right really I won a World Cup with done it, Messi. Yeah, done it. I've sort of mm. done not completed football. I can kind of have a bit of a laugh here and not have a laugh, but I, I think it means something to this core group to be the lads to win something for Tottenham, to win something yeah. for Bottleham and all that type of thing. Um, and this brings us on nicely to this next point. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, Johan, John Long, as I think we called him on a previous episode, Johan Lange, um, mm-hmm. giving an interview to the to the club. Um, very open, very candid. Um, as candid as a sort of official club communique will be. Right uh, where he says that Spurs are currently writing the first paragraph of what should be a successful chapter for the club. Um, he said, uh, first and very firstly and very importantly, we arrived into the January market completely aligned. The chairman Daniel Levy and Scott Munn and myself. Um, we always aim to be stronger after the window and use it to build a squad that is in alignment with the style of football and the methodology. This is not a one or two window job, but the club have taken some very important steps in the past six or seven months. There's a great energy around the training ground, around the first team level, around the women's team and in the academy as well. We all believe we're writing the first paragraph in what hopefully will be a very successful chapter for the football club. I mean, it is exciting. I do think we are starting to see things before our very eyes. What, What I do like hearing is hearing this guy explicitly lump the women's team and the academy team in with this in terms of this is a focus, this is an eye on success for the entire football club, right? And I think that's the way a proper big club thinks nowadays, isn't it? Like, yeah, definitely, definitely. A, a collegiate approach to everything, to the to the footballing side and all, all the kind of different um, arms of that. Um, yeah, it was a really good, uh, really good interview. As you say, it's, it's on the official Spurs channel. So, you know, you're, it's going to be sort of contained in a sense. But um, yeah, every, everything you said sounded really good. And again, it doesn't feel like we are doing anything that's particularly outlandish or... Um, reinventing the wheel we're just doing the the, the right things and it is it, it, it is it does make you think well why is it not again not to like put a negative spin on it but it's like well why 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 is it so it suddenly seems so straightforward when in the past it seems so complicated but again i suppose that's down to personnel right and you know it felt like a bit of a pointed remark about we're all aligned and including the manager on that which is again is i know he wasn't actually here for, for the conte era but i think it is a bit of a dig at um Conte, you know, wanting a certain type of player and us having having different views and just showing you how how troubling that can be. Um, but yeah, really liked what he said about the youth football. Um, Lucas Bergvold as well spoke about him really well. Sounded really good. Um, so yeah, huge confidence in him at the moment and everything that they're doing. It just makes sense, doesn't it? Because I mean, this is people will often throw to Manchester City. I know we've signed, I think Scott Munn and maybe. John Long as well is, was formerly part of the City Football Group. I'm not sure. I know Ange himself was. So you can tell that obviously Daniel Levy has probably based a lot of his strategy on what City are doing, and you know they are one of the most. Yes, I know they have their money, but they are still a well-run club. To be to be fair to them, in terms of as a footballing operation, when you juxtapose them with say Paris Saint Germain, for example, um, and. I think there are examples of this throughout footballing history, aren't there? You look at Barcelona, you look at Ajax, these clubs where there is a core identity and a core philosophy that runs through, as you say, 
every element, every branch of the club in that collegiate fashion. Um, and it does just make total, it, it, it does make you wonder why, and I'm sure it is easier said than done, but it does make you wonder why every single football club doesn't do that. You, I, you look at somebody like Manchester United, you can even look at Spurs in the past few years before this. Mm. But let's, let's put Manchester United under the microscope in comparison to Manchester City. Manchester City, who for the most part, okay, there's the Calvin Phillips here and there, but for the most part, every single one of their signings is a success. They even sign, you know, because they, they, Haaland is a bit of an outlier for them. They don't do the Mbappe thing. They don't do the superstar thing. They did that for a little bit at the very beginning with Rubinho or whatever. But for the most part, they scout well and they sign these players and turn them into superstars or essentially, I don't know, it's kind of like an elevated type of money ball I find with Manchester City because they're not spending peanuts on players. They're, they're, they're general kind of, figure is around the 55, 60 million pound mark and generally slap these players on enormous wages straight away. But all of these players almost effortlessly fit in, right? They've brought in somebody like Jack Grealish who they've identified certain qualities with. And yes, but Guardiola has sort of broken down and rebuilt in a way, focusing on certain attributes that they obviously identified that Jack Grealish had ironed certain bits out of his game. The fun bits of Jack Grealish that I think the neutrals all liked and whatever, you know, but he's gone on and been part of a treble winning team. So you would have to say objectively, he has been a successful acquisition for Manchester City in many ways. And this approach to it, when you see somebody like Manchester United, who are just like, okay, let's chuck money at somebody. Let's chuck money at Anthony because we've got this new manager in now who's worked with this lab before and says he's mustered. So let's just sign Anthony. And now we've got this lad who we just spent 89, 90 million on, <laughs> who just looks like a bang average winger. Looks, do you know what I mean? Like, what, what is he doing? What is he making Manchester United better? You know, even somebody like Bruno Fernandes is, is, is a fantastic player, right? But you slap him into Manchester United, he's the, he's the sort of the fulcrum of what they do. He's the creator. But it's not like they've built a clear identity around him. They went and signed like Christian Eriksen, who is a similar sort of player to Bruno Fernandes, right? A creator, a sort of advanced midfielder. To what? To play alongside him? In what sort of a system? In what sort of a style? What are they doing? Like, why are they signing players like this? And it just makes no sense. But given that we have now this an approach to football, an identity, like I say, that runs through the entire squad, you, you can feel somewhat more connected with what it is that we're doing. Because prior to this, prior to even this this year, mate, we've, we've done podcasts in the past couple of years, like when you've come on and stuff. And I think our common theme through it has been, what are we actually doing? What are we rooting for mm-hmm. here in Spurs? What's going on? Because we, we pay all this money for tickets and... We've got this massive stadium now, but I don't really feel like the club are building towards anything. Whereas now, and I, it, basically now it feels like we actually are. Now it feels like the jibes, the Paddy Power type banter about Spurs and Spursy, it feels more strained now. It feels more like even sort of your neutrals are like, mm, Spurs actually seem like a proper club now. If, if, if you weren't a Spurs fan, you would be looking at us from the outside thinking, 
annoyingly, I think in the next couple of years, they are probably going to do something. Like when Liverpool started turning it around the Jurgen Klopp. Different circumstances, yeah. but still, even from the outside, it was like, I don't think we're going to get to laugh at Liverpool for not having won the league for 30 years anymore. They are, it feels like they're going to do it soon, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, you, you're absolutely right. And it, it is strange. I mean, and I think the point that with, with us is that, you know, you're, you're right. And I, I don't think it was even that long ago. It might have even been pre-season when we were having these questions about what the hell are we doing? And it has been quite sudden how su- it's 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 all fallen into place. And it just and I think that that's that points to the fact that it's just quite it, it isn't actually rocket science. You just kind of get you get a good scouting network and you get a good idea of what the sort of football you want to play and how, and you and you attract players or you approach players who fit into that. It's quite you know, say Man United are an absolute basket case, and they should they should be doing what City have been doing. You know, we, we talk about City and their uh, and their billions of pounds. Um, and you know, not to go over completely what you were just saying, but they they've kind of done all that. They've done all that kind of 115 charges of it, and that's why they're all sort of in the past, which is why it's taken so long for the league to kind of get to grips with it. But now they just operate as a, as a sort of a well-run football club. And again, that if you compare that to Man United, that's what Man United should be doing. Um, but yeah, but 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 with us, and I think it is it's easier to be sort of more. Um, engage with the club, isn't it? And to as, as much as it's an, and you know this is this is kind of the uh, other other side of the point I was making before about it. It's okay to be annoyed when we lose or when we lose a um, last minute goal. You can't always turn turn around and say that it's um, you know we're a project. It's it's fine. We're gonna have results like this. It's okay to be annoyed, but it does help that suddenly we're like yeah, but we we do we do know we do know that things are all all starting to fall into place for us. And you're right about you know the comparison to Liverpool. If I if I was a neutral, you know, I'd be able to look at Spurs and be like, it do, it does feel like they're getting close to something. You know, it does feel like they're a couple of steps away from actually clicking properly into gear and being being a problem. Um, so yeah, so again, that's a, that's a, so that's a massive positive and um, yeah, good good on us, good on us for actually finally figuring it out. I mean, we better we better fucking do it soon, mate, because. Like we were saying the other day, in a in a in a blink of an eye, you and I are going to be fifty years yeah. old, going on about yeah. oh please Tottenham, please wins. It's just not. It's, it's so it's unbecoming of this, is it? <laughs> Justin, I, yeah, so yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you could argue that's probably the case now as well, mate. But <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. I'm a that's man not. child. We're allowed to do this, right? Yeah. Like millennials. Yeah. We grew up yeah. in the age of video games and all that yeah. sort of stuff. So. Uh, I say I'm a grown up. I'm just looking at a Sonic the Hedgehog Lego key ring I bought the other day. So, <laughs> <laughs> still life in the in the old dog yet, or young dog as it were. Anyway, well, if you have enjoyed the podcast, you can sign up to listen to this more regularly at Patreon.com/slash/RTRPod. Um, yeah, do you want to say goodbye to everybody, Phil? Goodbye to everybody. Come and use Spurs for Saturday. Robert Deserby or Roberto Deserby. He's he's not on the touchline, is he? So at least we don't have to kind of deal with all those histronics. With so his, things are looking up. With his new metal hairstyle. <laughs> <laughs> Down with a sickness. <laughs> can we have some uh can we have some tactics, boss? <laughs> 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 
Oh, oh, that was I was trying to think of that. That was that was on the tip of my tongue. We're gonna, we're gonna, yeah. Uh, State of him. Up the Spurs. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.